Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features edited highlights from our Sunday service held on July 31st, 2022. To find out how to join us and for more general information, please go to www.stjamesleith.org.uk. welcome to you all, especially uh, visitors both in the building uh, and a warm welcome to those who are uh, doing church at home. Our theme today is looking at uh, tenderness, so we're looking uh, forward to Sally uh, speaking later on, um, uh, looking at the tenderness of God and the need for tenderness uh, to ourselves and to one another. So if we can start our service with a moment's quiet. Um, where I'll light a candle here and invite people at home if they would light their candle. So it's really to connect what's happening in the building to all the uh, church that's going on in different people's houses because we do have people from all over over the place joining us uh, this morning. So I think the one thing I have forgot... Oh, we've got it. Fantastic. Um, So Suzanne will ring the singing bowl uh, if we prepare our hearts and minds to worship God and I'll light the candle.
tender arms of God. Let us trust in God's forgiveness and let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Come home to yourselves and to each other. May all that is unfree in you be released and may you blossom into a future graced with love. Amen. Gloria, Gloria, in excelsis Deo. Gloria, Gloria, Alleluia, Alleluia. Gloria, 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 reading is from the book of Hosea, chapter 11, verses 1 to 11. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and offering incense to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I had healed them. I led with them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. I was to them like those who lift infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. They shall return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria shall be their king, because they've refused to return to me. The sword rages in their cities. It consumes their oracle priests and devours because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning away from me. To the Most High they call, but he does not raise them up at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Admar? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim. For I am God and no mortal, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. They shall go after the Lord who roars like a lion. When he roars, his children shall come trembling from the west. They shall come trembling like birds from Egypt and like doves from the land of Assyria. And I will return them to their homes, said the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Please stand for our gospel acclamation and our gospel reading.
Gospel reading today is taken from Luke chapter 12 and reading from verses 13 to 21. Glory to Christ our Saviour. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, What should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool! This very night your life has been demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. This is the gospel, good news for all. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. I would like to begin with something of a health and safety announcement, and that is today we're going to be speaking and thinking about emotions and tenderness and parenthood and pain and I'm very aware that these things mean different things to different people and for some people they are harder and more difficult than others so I would like to say if it seems too difficult you know I I won't be offended if you zone out and don't listen or whatever you need to do so please um, bear that in mind if you are comfortable doing so Please close your eyes. There are a few lines I would like to read again. They did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them, I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek and I bent down to feed them. If you are someone who can easily give names to or attach words to your feelings, I invite you to name for yourself what feelings these words bring for you. Perhaps it is comfort or happiness Or perhaps it's something else. Sadness. Pain. Revulsion, even. I would like you, if you are someone who feels things in your body, to notice if you feel this anywhere in particular. Maybe somewhere in your chest, where you imagine your heart to be in your gut, maybe behind your eyes, 
or across your shoulders. I invite you to notice just for a moment. Now I invite you to open your eyes. It doesn't matter if not, but does anyone have a word feeling or a body part feeling they would like to share? Um, I, uh, I feel this, um, when I was thinking about this, I feel it a few centimetres up from my belly button and back a bit, somewhere in the middle. And I find it beautiful, but quite painful. I remember one of the first times I read this, it really made me cry. And that response reminded me of a blessing we were given our wedding by the priest, um, a blessing from Khalil Gibran, which says, may you know the pain of too much tenderness. And this difficulty, this ambivalence, um, was something I wanted to reflect on today. The ways in which we reject God and others, and it says in the reading, you know, we all do, they, t they are determined to turn away from me and how we fill our lives with other things in order to do that, as the gospel suggests. I also wanted to introduce you, thinking about this, to uh, the work of a Scottish psychiatrist from the 1920s and 30s, who you might have heard of. His name is Ian Sutty, and he wrote a book that I've been a bit obsessed with for years called The Origins of Love and Hate. This has had some influence on what went on to be attachment theory, um, but it never made as much of a splash as it might have done because Sutty died just before it was published. I also read something recently that said the world isn't really ready for it, um, but I decided at St. James we were ready for it here this morning. Um, and I think because this theory, it countered some of Freud's arguments in that it suggested that rather than just bodily animal desires, we do have social and emotional desires for connection with each other and to form communities capable of doing good. Now, this is, a, this is influenced by Sutty's Christian ideas, and there's God in this, and I suppose maybe the world's not ready for ideas about, um, you know, that, that include God always. So, um, so here we go. What Sutty says is that all are alike in the quest for love. They differ in regard to the precise obstacles to love which they set themselves to overcome. For him, the mother-child relationship is everything, but we are all inevitably disappointed. No one, no person in our lives can meet all of our needs. No, nothing can be um, totally there for us and meet all of our needs. And I was thinking about this because Depending on your theology, you might, like me, believe that there was just one woman ever who was perfect and didn't mess her children up, or you might believe there were none. You know, that's the only two options we have. Um, so what, what Sutty did was he added some different envies to the ones that we might have heard of if we know a bit about psychology. So not just, you know, Oedipus, Oedipus complexes and, Zeus, um, and uh, penis envy, he added some other ones. He added cane jealousy, 
which he said arises because we are weaned. We are all weaned. Um, we are stopped being fed by our mothers, either because we have a sibling like Cain or just because we get older and we, um, you know, that affects us. Um, Laos jealousy, he calls um, our jealousy of children because they, children take away that um, nourishment and mothering. You know, they sort of absorb it all. And Zeus envy is man's jealousy of woman because of their what he calls their near total monopoly of organic parental functions. They give birth and they feed babies. And what he says is when all of this is muddled together and handled either well or badly, um, what we create in a society is something called tenderness taboo, where everything associated with nurture and nourishing and caring is repressed down. It's held down and it can make us uncomfortable or it can actually cause revulsion or anger. Now, if this seems far-fetched, I invite you to think what a society formed by Zeus envy and uh, tenderness taboo might look like. We would have all sorts of issues around food. We would struggle with um, making food nourishing, with um, food distribution. We would control seeds. We would have, you know, we would have lots of issues around feeding people. It would be a mark of privilege to raise children away from home in institutions. We would be more comfortable with pornography than breastfeeding. Care workers and nursery workers would be the least well-numerated people in our society. Oh dear. And Ian Sutty was very prophetic because he said in the 1920s that this was why we paid nurses some of the worst in our country. This was what we were dealing with. And he also said that because of our insecurities and our tenderness taboo, we had changed the very nature of God from earth mother to sky father, from nourisher and nurturer to punisher. Jesus, of course, attempts to break through this. He is the ultimate nourisher, feeding us, as Sutty points out, with his own body like a mother does. He never punishes and he deals and accepts intimacy. The woman who cries on his feet and dries them with his hair, breaking taboos associated with menstruation and reproduction, being intimate with his friends, taking his shirt off to wash their feet. And of course, nobody could handle that either. And so I wonder if this is a big part of what we are called to. When we are asked to wash each other's feet, are we being asked to push ourselves into uncomfortable intimacy? I heard once that the word reconciliation comes from cilia, meaning eyelashes. We are supposed to get close enough to feel each other's eyelashes on each other's cheeks. And of course, there might be some of us sitting here with giant barns of grain and piling up our earthly treasures, but I expect many more of us might be amassing distractions, putting things in the way of our connections. And that is what I think we need to fight through not just for our relationship with God and those who long to be close to us, but to move towards a healthier society that cares for the vulnerable and the planet. And I think that's good news here, perhaps, because it gives us all something we can work on. Unconscious drives, jealousies and insecurities can be worked through by naming them, by bringing them to light. 
Taboos can be smashed down. We can learn to stay with our feelings and not suffocate them. Because, as my translation said, different to the one we had today, a demand will be made on our souls. You know, in whatever way we are, a lot is, is demanded of us. And, um, you know, we need to tough that out. We need to be ready to feel our feelings and tough that out. Even if it's painful and people don't always like it. Um, there's something radical about this, um, possibly revolutionary, and I would like to finish today with uh, an, a reading from Glennon Doyle, who, um, in this lovely book, Untamed, writes a lot about how she had masked and covered up her feelings with alcohol, and in becoming sober, she had learnt to um, stay with them, to just feel all of her feelings and, and the, the transforming power of that. And... Um, you know, you could perhaps add in whatever your particular poison or distraction um, might be. To be alive is to be in a perpetual state of revolution. Whether I like it or not, pain is the fuel of revolution. Everything I need to become, everything I need to become the woman I'm meant to be next is inside my feelings of now. Life is alchemy and emotions are the fire that turns me to gold. I will continue to become only if I resist extinguishing myself a million times a day. If I can sit in the fire of my own feelings, I will keep becoming. Thank you. Thank you, Sally. I think it's an awful lot to uh, take in there, so I just... Before Frank comes up with his prayers, if we just have a moment's quiet, uh, a minute or so, to really receive something of the tenderness of God um, and maybe just meditate at a deeper level on some of, the, some of what Sally said, if there's something that particularly struck you. So just uh, invite you, if you uh, would like, just to close your eyes and receive something of the love and tenderness of God. Whatever you are feeling this morning, just to allow God to meet you at that place. prayers this morning the response is when I say Lord in your tenderness would you reply with hear our prayer Lord in your tenderness hear our prayer oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever thank you dear God that your love towards us is both steadfast and tender you know all about each one of us. You bend down to us. You fill us with good things. Like infants, we are lifted to your cheek. We praise you. We praise you for your tenderness this morning. And we pray that such tenderness be, mani be manifest in our world.
wherever there's bitterness, coldness, hatred. May there be tenderness and peace. And once again, this morning, we pray for peace on our continent, priests in Ukraine. We pray there be tenderness towards our earth as the leaders and civil society prepare for the next COP, COP27. May their actions be driven by compassion. Compassion for the earth and compassion for those who are suffering now from climate change. Lord, in your tenderness, hear our prayer. We pray for the church, church throughout the world, in Edinburgh, here at St. James. May we know your tenderness. May we not be embarrassed or frightened by the extravagance of your love, the extravagance of your love. Show us how to both celebrate your love and spread it far and wide. Where our love for you or for our neighbor has grown cold, where we're revolted by it, where we are put off in some way, help us rekindle our tenderness. We pray especially today for the Lambeth Conference of Bishops, for Anglican Church. May it be marked by wisdom, courage, but also by tenderness. Lord, in your tenderness, hear our prayer. We take a moment, we're not afraid to take a moment to pray for ourselves. We thank you for the tenderness you have shown each one of us. You see how we have turned from you. No, we turn from you every day. And yet you show mercy and forgiveness in the Lord Jesus. No matter how poor we have become to you, you are rich towards us. And our prayer today is you'd help us to be tender towards ourselves, not to extinguish ourselves, but to be tender towards ourselves. Helps to catch a glimpse of how you see us in Jesus. Lord, in your tenderness, hear our prayer. And finally, in a moment of quiet, we bring to our tender God all those we know who need to know God's closeness today, those who we know who are sick, who are sad, who are lonely, who are afraid.
to invite you to stand and we sing a blessing to one another and then we sing our closing song and we sing a blessing to those at home as well and to each other. as we go to lunch, as we go through the week. Mm.